You ready? Yep. How about you? Yep. Start it up. Podcasting from beautiful East Tennessee and brought to you by BRV Studios, this is Have You Heard, our show that brings up random news and crazy events and a lot of other topics you've probably never heard of. For instance, have you heard about how much gold is thrown in the trash every year? What about how Ancestry.com is the new FBI crime lab or the angry mob that killed 292 crocodiles? We've got drugs hidden in fun places and a whole lot more. Here is episode 50 from the Big Red Van. All right, everybody, here we are, episode number 50, H-Y-H. Cinquenta. Cinquenta. I can't believe we made it to 50 episodes. Can you? I mean, I can, but I can't. It's a proud moment right now. And it's pretty awesome. It's our... It's a load of content. What? What's 50th anniversary? Is that gold? Yeah. <laughs> it is, isn't it's it? It's our gold yeah. episode. That's crazy, man. Hey, that's funny, because I'm going to reference some gold later. I am, too. Oh, one of my topics is gold and trash. Oh, my God. Unbe- I don't have any gold. Unbelievable. Here we are, 50 episodes in. Uh, we actually are joined with a guest. I'm here. We have Jackson Stevens. I actually mentioned on episode 42, I had an HYH that was about the CBD business and how it has a projection of hitting the $2 billion market, just the hemp-based CBD, $2 billion market. I mentioned my buddy Jackson, who does some very awesome work in that field. We'll get into a lot of that later, tease that a little bit. But Mr. Jackson Stevens is with us today. Thank you so much for joining us, Jackson. Right. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> and, uh, ho- hopefully we can have some fun. Um, you actually, you have an HYH, right? Yeah, I got a couple of them. So, no, actually, I'm, well, I'm, I may have a second one here. I, I definitely oh, have one solid one. Uh, but, uh, all right, at least one yeah, solid yeah. one. There we go. So <clears throat> got to love a well-prepared guest. I love it. So uh, we changed things up a little bit with our lead-in. We're going to do the same thing that we did last week. To where we're not just going to talk about something we want to talk about. I'm going to make you choose, okay? Okay. So I have three different stories that I'm prepared to talk about or give us a chance to talk about. I want you guys to choose between the following. A unique wake for a young shooting victim. A Florida man wasn't drinking and driving, only at stop signs. He needs some milk! <laughs> or we can talk about something we actually haven't talked about in a while. Amazon and Mr. Jeff Bezos. Well... I'm going to say, since we talked about Prime Day last year, and since this is the 50, let's go with Prime Day. Malcolm, you agree with that? Yeah. You, bring it up. Jackson, you okay with Prime Day? I'm feeling Prime Day. All right. So you guys buy anything? First now, of all? Wait, am I still going to get to know a little bit about those yeah, other two? Yeah, of course. Of course. Okay. We'll come <laughs> okay. back to those. Because those are really good. A but, I'll, but, I, but, I, but for the sake of tradition, let's go for Prime those Day. Those aren't my stories, but the, that'll we'll, we'll tease those, okay. of course. Um, so obviously today is Prime Day. I don't have any numbers for you yet. Uh, like I did last year when we talked about Prime Day, except for numbers about Mr. Bezos. He became today the richest man in the history of the world. Wait, wait. So he's like the richest billionaire that's ever been a richest billionaire? Ever. Amassed the most wealth ever. More what than, is, more than anyone ever. <clears throat> His net number. worth is $150 billion. Oh, that's crazy. It tops that of Bill Gates from back in 1999 when Gates was worth $99 billion. So 
you take into account inflation, $99 billion in 1999, a lot of nines, mm-hmm. is equivalent to $149 billion today. Okay, so they're doing inflation uh, and all that. Yes, it. inflation accounted for. Bezos is the richest man ever. See, I would have thought wow. like somebody like Andrew Carnegie or somebody was that person because they, they had billions, and we're talking like an 1820. Well, this is that we know. Well, again, we all know. Putin, you know, I mean, <laughs> we all know he's worth what, like seven hundred billion or oh, whatever. Yeah, he, he owns everything. <clears throat> but the bees is currently sixty percent richer than Bill Gates. Sixty percent richer. Whoa. That's Can, cool. It's like Bill Gates <clears throat> makes your computer, but Bezos makes what your computer's for. But we talk about Amazon a lot, and I I guess I will say this about Gates versus Amazon. Bill Gates is the philanthropist's philanthropist. Okay, he's ultra. The amount of things that he gives away away and all that. Mm -hmm. He's also really successful at getting other billionaires to give money to him to give away. Except for Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos just last year made his first donation ever. So (laughs) if... um, Gates would have kept all of his shares of stock that he's donated and the billions of dollars that he's donated, then he would be much richer than okay. Bezos. Okay. At least this projection says that. So I'm a fan of Bill. I thought that was cool. But uh, did you buy anything for Prime Day? No. I've never. No, any. I didn't. Man, I'm just. I, I, you didn't I, last year? I'm not a shopper's shopper. I'm a. When I want something, I go get it. That's, that's me. When I want something, I'll check Prime to see if that's a good deal. And that's where I'll go if I want something. But I'm not like the person that's like, ooh, Prime Day, let's see if there's some good stuff for me to waste my money on. I'm not, I'm not that guy. Yeah, me neither. Jackson, do you got Prime? Are you an Amazon person? Not going to lie. I'm, I bum off my buddy's Prime. So <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll buy it from time to time. But uh, no, I did not buy anything today. I didn't even get on there and see their deals. I know that their site crashed. Their app crashed for like an hour and a half. And the guesses is they... Yeah, of how they, much money they lost. What would they call? Would it cost them? Let's hear that. Fifty million dollars, probably. Oh my lord! For like an hour of people worldwide not being able to shop. It's one percent. I of can't Jesus buy my network. shampoo. Ah! I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. They do Black Friday in the middle of July, and it's kind of crazy. They try to you know stand alone from everybody else, and then their stuff breaks down. Mm. That sucks. So um, anyway, we'll touch on those other two later. We have a show that we have to do. Uh, you guys ready? Let's do it. I'm Let's ready. Do it. For the 50th time. Everybody have you heard. So this one I like to call mob rules. Okay. Um, so in Jakarta. I know in, a guy. Well, different kind of mob. Oh, like, okay. Not an Italian like, mob. Like the noun mob, I guess I should, gotcha. I should say. Like, like a group of people okay. that are pissed off. When we're seeing eye to eye. But uh, in Jakarta, Indonesia, which is in Indonesia's west, uh, Papaw, Papaw, however you say that word, province. I prefer Papaw. Papaw. <laughs> <laughs> and your meemaw. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you're from like the south of France, it'd be Papaw. Probably. Okay. That's probably what it's supposed to be. Right. I'm just not good the guy at that some word sometimes. to be from East Tennessee, though. Papal. Uh, so there was a man that lived there. He was eaten by crocodiles. <coughs> so he was uh, farming for grass for his cattle in a wilderness sanctuary. So, like, you know how people, they grow grass, cut it down, bale it up, feed it to their livestock. Of course. That's I've a got thing. it going on in my backyard. Of course. <laughs> neighbors <laughs> do the same thing. Yeah. All that grass out there, they bush hog it and bale it up all the time so anyways so he was harvesting a patch of grass that was uh close to a water hole 
and unbeknownst to him that it was a crocodile breeding nest. Okay. <laughs> so he uh, he was 48 years old, and he was dragged to his death and eaten by crocodiles. And so, of course, the village that he lived in held a funeral for him. Can you imagine if Planet Earth got footage of this? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I'm sure that's a Faces of Death video somewhere I've not seen. Is somebody getting eaten by an alligator? That'd be a horrible oh, video. Mercy. Yeah. But uh, so, like, hundreds and hundreds of people attended his funeral. Apparently, he was like a really loved man in the village, or everyone just really went out of their way to, like, make sure that they uh, missed him. Okay. Showed it. There, like, a lot of people went to his funeral. But immediately following the funeral, they were like, you know what? Fuck these crocodiles. <laughs> like, and hundreds of people went and got axes and shovels and everything that they could possibly come up with. And they went down to where this uh, crocodile pit was and just started massacring every crocodile they could come across. They killed 292 crocodiles. Oh, my <laughs> God. Ranging from the average size of about three to six feet. So, like, some big little bastards, like, that would not be probably just easy to just immediately, uh, say, and safely, like, dispatch. Um, but what are you gonna do with 292 crocodile bodies? Well, there was a picture of them all in a big pile, a bunch of in the article I was reading about boots. Um, this all done in his honor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No like, injuries? There were some that were as small as... They didn't report any injuries, but there were some that were as small Unreal. as like 20 inches, but there was a bunch that were even bigger than 13 feet long, and these people went in there and killed them with like spears and axes and machetes, and they killed like a, like several that were over 13 feet long. Somebody put something in the punch. I mean, they were pissed off. They were like, you know what? We don't like this thing being over here. Now, the kicker is is that crocodiles are a protected species in Indonesia, so it is actually illegal to kill crocs. Oh. So, so 292 times, <laughs> they are uh, in some trouble. This is where I named this one Mob Rules, because the police, like, they literally came down. Like, they knew that that's, like, after the funeral and everybody started marching down towards the, the wilderness sanctuary where they knew this crocodile pond was like the police came like they were trying to stop the people they tried arresting people and like the mob won they were like you're not taking these people to jail and they didn't let it happen nobody went to jail that day they tried to get people to give testimonies and stuff like that but the mob ultimately said nobody's going to jail today we killed all these crocodiles and everybody went home (laughs) wow yeah they're like we don't want them around we're getting rid of them okay that's so cool so police Sorry, but this is what we're doing. That's crazy. <laughs> Stand up. Yeah. yeah. That is crazy. So, thought that was a wild, cool story of a uh, 209, dude, 13 foot long crocodile. Could just think about trying to, like, you being the guy. <laughs> but how many people was this? Like, how when you hundreds. say, uh, but how many hundreds? Because there was hundreds of crocodiles. <laughs> I mean, we're talking, this is like a, is this a semi fair fight? Uh, because I'm talking I'm saying, three like, humans for every crocodile, and I'm still kind of liking the crocodile. I, exactly, especially if there's <laughs> you know, thir- so I'm especially shocked. if there's some 13 foot bastards in there that were like not liking you to be there. I, oh my, 292. That's not just a few, and no injuries reported. Like, I, no, at least the article didn't say anything about any injuries. But it said that the. The local village took action, though. The local village had to have, like, drank something to give them, like, 
They maybe they all just like they all had some uh, had coca it? leaves. They're just chewing on. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's just chewing on coca leaves, and then just go running into battle with a crocodile. A, a crocodile breeding ground. I mean, there's no more vicious crocodile than a crocodile in heat. Everybody, have you heard that e-waste is the world's fastest growing type of trash, and the U.S. generates more than 6.9 million tons of it annually. So that's equal to around 400 iPhones for every American family. Whoa, a year? A year. <clears throat> I don't buy that many electronics. You don't? No. A year? No way. American family? Dude, 6.9 million tons of trash? I thought you were talking about e-waste. E-waste, yeah. Like you're talking about like breadboards and electronics and circuits and things like that. and Any electronic device. Yes, Okay. Right? Yeah. So globally, the amount of this type of trash is estimated to be around 57 million tons by 2021, with around 20% of this being recycled. So we have talked about all all the precious metals that have been found in wastewater off of plants, but think about all the precious metals inside an iPhone. Oh, my God. Every model of iPhone that they come out with has more gold in it. In order to make all those little circuits and uh connections operated gold is one is the best conductor mm-hmm. so really? th- the only way to make it faster and better is to use gold in your circuits to make them faster and better so the faster and the better the iPhones and I mean Samsung galaxies they're all the same they all have gold in them but as the technology develops they need more and more gold and so you recycle them suckers and that's why they keep the price goes up for the recycling price on these things. So let's talk price. The estimated value of the e-waste produced each year is close to $61 billion. you believe my 6.9 million tons yet? Wow. So the amount of gold that is discarded equals about 10% of what is mined annually across the world. I'd believe that. Or hmm. about 40% of Bezos' network. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Good. I mentioned how only around 20% of the overall waste is recycled earlier, right? And that is because of how the process releases toxins and poisons into local waters that are known to kill things like humans. So the U.S. lets countries like India, Indonesia, and Thailand do all of that recycling and human killing for us. You know, we send all of our e-waste overseas to be recycled. Not done here. Um, for all of their efforts, though, these recycling companies have billion-dollar valuations with no ceiling in sight. Considering the nonstop device upgrades and changes, it's crazy to think how much there could be in 15 years, not just three. Wow. So yeah. any of these publicly traded? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know the Indonesian markets very well. well I, I got a guy, that. though. I'll, okay. I'll check with my guy. I figured you did, yeah. Um, Apple has designed a robot to recycle iPhones. And because, again, because of the process and mm-hmm. the, the release of it, it's kind of controversial. But it's not just gold. It's like all sorts of different heavy metals that are expensive, mm-hmm. like the batteries, like lithium, you know, all that stuff. That's why, I mean, a phone costs $600 at that retail price. Mm-hmm. There's all that stuff inside of it. Man, put a pin in lithium batteries because I watched an awesome documentary on Netflix about those. Okay. And I learned some crazy cool stuff. China has done this. This is crazy. I did, China's banned the import of any kinds of trash for recycling purposes. Banned it? Banned it. They don't, they don't take people's trash anymore. Doesn't, uh, what's the European, the Netherlands or Sweden, they like import it because they run their, uh, their generators on it. Yeah. And that China used to do that with a lot of people's trash. Mm-hmm. You could just send your trash to China, whatever kind of trash it was on a barge <laughs> yep. and they deal with it. They don't do that anymore. They're not taking it. So I don't know what that's going to do to the market and check this out. 
the winners of the Tokyo of the Tokyo Olympics in 2020, uh, they're going to receive medals that are made from reclaimed electronics. Oh, like That's the gold, cool. and silver, and stuff. Yeah, the gold, the silver, and the bronze is going to be all made from reclaimed electronics. Hmm. <laughs> Makes sense. You. That's that's because they make a, a lot of electronics. Use of it, yeah. <laughs> well, because they ship a lot of the waste to that part of the world anyway. They got to deal with it. <laughs> wow, yeah. Might as well put. Got to do something it. with it. Yeah. Sixty-one billion dollar market. God. Somebody's got to capitalize on it. And what? How, how many? Uh, when we talked about that way back in many many episodes ago, how much gold was it in the wastewater of that facility? Every year it was like two billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's incredible. <laughs> Two billion dollars. <laughs> same, same thing with trash. Yeah, and wastewater. Those markets are incredible. Hmm. I mean, the people that are CEOs of waste management. You know. Oh yeah. Okay, so I said put a pin in that. Yeah. I have to tell this really, real quick. So I was watching this documentary on Netflix about uh, super batteries and how that's like, of course, the next big thing. We've talked about this on the show, like Tesla's battery and stuff like that. Like he did in Australia. Uh, with the wind farms and like yeah, to, yeah, store, yeah. to store it because that's the big obstacle to make uh, renewable energy you got to build store energy whereas a coal fire plant you can turn on in the middle of the night it don't matter what they were trying to design was how to store energy and so what they had was this and there's i forget where it was i think it's in california where they have one of these facilities working and uh, they have uh, their wind uh, turbines and their solar panels everywhere okay and so all day they're turning out energy rocking and rolling because it's windy out in california and the sun's shining bright sure okay and then uh, at night when all that stuff kind of stops working the uh when everything calms down the sun goes down they need energy right and they don't have it anymore so what they do is during the daytime when they have all that abundant energy they have a reservoir of water that's up on the mountainside and then they have a reservoir at the bottom of the mountain and what they do is throughout the day, they're slowly pumping water up the hill with the excess solar and wind energy, pumping all the water to the reservoir at the top of the mountain. And then when the sun goes down, they start running the water back down through the generators. And that water, the gravity of the water coming down the mountain, runs the generators just like an ele- hydroelectric dam would. Yep. And then they power everybody all night That's with amazing. the hydroelectric dam. Wow. Is that not insane? And it doesn't require a battery. It requires a mountainside. I thought that that just, my my brain went <laughs> when I saw that. I was like, "That's the coolest thing I've ever seen." Wow. Yeah. Just uses gravity. Exactly. Well, of course, you have to make sure that you have excess. So the amount of solar panels and wind turbines and stuff like that that they would need is a lot. Sure. And also you have to have a town that's not using all your power and that you do have excess to pump the water back up the hill mm-hmm. during the daytime. And also the the amount of water you pump up in the daytime is enough to power everybody at night. And hope that something doesn't happen and the water just doesn't come rushing down into town. Yeah. And do, and the, <laughs> the other cool thing... Be a lot of water. They also... I saw this company that made these uh, turbine things that were basically like 30-ton steel discs okay that they would use the solar energy to turn an electric motor to make them start to spin okay so they're super heavy so it takes a while to get them to wound up but once they start spinning they're really hard to stop right if they weigh like 30 tons and they get spinning and then they make them so perfect they can get up to spinning to like seventy-five thousand rpms like sonic speed 
super spinning. Okay, they're whipping. Yeah, they're really spinning. But what they what they can do is the same concept. They get the sun excess energy that they're not using to make this thing start spinning, and then at nighttime when the sun stops making it spin, it has so much momentum and inertia in it that it can power the generators all night. And then when the sun comes back on in the morning, hmm. they start making it spin faster again. And that's without storing anything because that's no battery. <clears throat> yeah. It's well. all just the momentum of this like 30 ton steel disc that's spinning and it's, it's weight and inertia and it's contained energy in that. They, just turn the generator back the other way and then power everything at night. So the only thing they could stop that is it breaking. Right. But they're like And then the, if it breaks, you're screwed. Yeah. But it was dude, it's just it was a good documentary. It was also it was a uh Nova. So it was a PBS documentary. I've seen that. Yeah. Not not seen it, but I've seen the In title. the trending. Okay, yeah. You gotta watch it. Okay. Mind blowing. We'll do it. The hydroelectric dam reservoir thing, literally I was just like Oh my god, that's incredible! I want. Can I do that at my house? I want, I want to build one of those. <laughs> that was literally where my brain went. I was like, "How do I make that work?" Yeah, my brain doesn't go there when I watch stuff like that. <laughs> Everybody, have you heard? All right. So the recent story I read is on a man named Walter Stolper. I believe is how you pronounce his last name. Stolper. Crazy dude. So here's what happens. Of course, the story takes place in Florida. Of course. If it's a crazy story, it can only take place in Florida. <laughs> it wouldn't be the Big Red Van podcast. It would not be the BRV if we did not have a Florida story. Walter is walking into this complex. I think it's at least 15 stories high, um, full of different apartments. He's walking into this complex when police happen to stop him. The reason why they stop him is because someone had recently called the cops on Walter, claiming that he was doing something fishy with gasoline. Oh, no, Walter. So Walter is walking in with this shopping cart with, I think, two canisters of gasoline. And they're asking him what he's doing. And he said, oh, nothing, just having a small barbecue. Whatever, Walter. It's all Anyways, yeah. so that's when the police start looking around. Apparently, Walter had recently poured a ton of gasoline down the trash chute from the 15th floor and that's what made them even more fishy so they started looking around found that he had 28 different canisters full of gasoline and sulfur powder and some other crazy stuff oh uh, yes he was the about, story took a, he was wanting took a to, turn he was wanting to burn down the whole building am i the only one around here who gives a shit about the wall <laughs> <laughs> Crazy enough, Walter comes out and it's reported that he said that he wants to kill all the effing Jews. Whoa! In that complex. I thought Walter, um, well, Walter Sobchek, who we just heard from, <laughs> he, uh, he doesn't can roll on Chavez. On, on, on Chavez, I mean, he is, <laughs> he doesn't turn on the oven, he doesn't handle money, I mean, and he sure as shit doesn't roll. <laughs> So uh, I would have thought that this Walter would be in the same camp, but no. Is Walter not a Jewish name? I, that's where I'm going with this. Like I, I thought, Dude, that, I, I, I would have guessed who... that it was equivalent to Bernie. Yeah, that's kind of where yeah. my head was. <laughs> you know, I don't know who pissed him off, but he had loads and loads of gasoline because he was trying to commit arson, and for some reason, the only purpose to burn down the place was to kill every Jew that was living there. Now that is what you would call, um, that's KKK, right? 
<laughs> like, isn't that well, what they I mean, call they it? looked in. They looked into his apartment and found plenty of Nazi books. Nazi, K-K-K. shocking. Yeah. yeah, I'm very shocked right now. Can <laughs> you tell I. how shocked I am? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> that it happened in Florida, yeah. and it happened in Florida. There's oh man, you should see a picture of this guy, oh, and yeah, like, and all of the canisters. Is his head shaved? Nope. <laughs> oh, I know that guy. He's a nihilist. Walter's crazy. All right, is it uh, time to take a break? I think it is time to take a break. That's one round, right? Yeah, we got some more to go. I'm going potty. You want to hold my dick? We'll be back in a minute. Hey, how's it going, Big Red Van listeners? Uh, my name is Reese Kitts. I'm Garrett Faust. And uh, we're, we're a part of a little podcast called Decent at Best. And what Decent at Best is, is we're a podcast where we ask you guys to send us in questions at our at our email called uh, decentatbestshow at gmail.com. And whatever question you want to ask, you send it in to us and we'll answer it live on air. And we will answer them with answers that aren't great. We don't promise they'll be good. They probably won't be bad. They'll probably be around Decent at Best. Decent at Best pretty much sums up our show. We don't Google anything. Everything is all off the top. Off the, off the top of our head. So everything we answer is going to be completely first first impression, word association. So tune in to, the, to our episodes, and we appreciate it. See you guys there. Thank you. Everybody, have you heard? Guys, I got to start out with a question. Uh, okay. To what lengths would you go to hide something from the police? If they, they they got you pulled over, okay, you know you got something you shouldn't have. To what lengths would you go to ensure that they don't find it? Ooh, um, is it uh, is it a felony amount? <laughs> like, like, are, it we, are we talking? I'm going to be in like big, big trouble for this. I'm with Hayden. Like, is it? The... Yeah, let's roll with that. Yeah, let's roll um, with that. Yeah. Okay. Any means necessary. <laughs> How about that? Perfect. Any, any means necessary. Keister. Uh, oh, if I get out of trouble, yeah. If I know it's gonna work, if I know it's gonna work, it's going up there. Uh, nope. You're going to jail? Yeah, I would go to jail. You're going to jail for 20 years instead of it putting it up your butt. I'm not. Well, then again, no way. I'm <laughs> There's no way. I'm then too, again, you're I'm too right. pretty. To, I'm too pretty to you're go right. to jail, man. There's that's the, that's uh, the qualifier. It, it has to work. That's the qualifier. Like, yeah. If if it's like go to prison for 10 years. Or stick it up your butt. My life would be over in prison. Like there's I, no, <laughs> there's no way. No, but why do you why do you ask such a question? Well, it's funny. Um, so the title of this article that I found, uh, and believe it or not, this woman is not from Florida. Okay. Uh, police find 82 grams of drugs in Wisconsin woman's vagina. I put a whole bag of jelly beans up my ass. <laughs> so. Desiree Webster, 20 years old, is facing six felony drug counts in Shawano County, Wisconsin. Okay. Shawano. Shawano. So basically what happens is uh, she's riding along with someone that the Wisconsin PD knows is a drug dealer. Right. Okay. This guy. We know him. And he... No good. What's his name? Well, let's just get... No, you don't have to look it up. Let's just give him... What's his name? For the purposes of Jackson's story. He's a drug dealer in Wisconsin. His name's Dale. James? I was going to go with James. <laughs> Jenkins. Jenkins. Oh, Jenkins. That's good. Dale Jenkins. Okay. Dale Jen- Jenkins. He goes by but they Je- call him Jenkins. 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 So Jenkins, he's got this, uh, he, he's got this scheme 
and it's been working for him, but they fi- they're they're on to him, and he didn't know it yet. Okay. And that was the problem. Uh, so he's been riding along, trafficking all sorts of different drugs, paraphernalia, and what have you, and has been he's had a he's had a woman with him each time he does this. He's making runs. Uh oh. And got a mule. No, that's that's his cover. That's his that's his cover. <laughs> that's the girl Jake is his cover. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh no, that that's my girl. And she, he has the girl hide the drugs inside her vagina. Uh huh. Where uh, else would you put them? Yeah, you know, I mean, well, course, the jelly yeah. beans are in the keister. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no room left there. You know, <laughs> right. the whole so, bag, whole the, bag. <laughs> the whole damn bag. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, they they caught on to this little trick he was playing. Um, so he ended up catching four felonies. Um, she caught six. She's facing, I believe it says, 25 years. Woo! And this is, a, so, this is a first charge. I know, we, I know his name, get, by the way. Hang did on. Did we get 82 grams of what drug? Sure, yeah. Um, so it, it was, it was, it, it was a, a mix. So there was 35 grams of cocaine. All right. All right. A couple of grams of, of marijuana. A couple of grams of synthetic marijuana. Mm. K2. Um, yeah, we've talked about K2 before. K2, spice, what have you, Diablo. Killing, killing people, bleeding out their nose. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was a, a few grams of heroin and uh, a few pills of uh, MDMA, ecstasy, molly, what have you. Man, this is like a full-on party in this girl's Buffet. vagina. Yeah, she's got something going on down there. Do you there. know what? I mean, that would... I, mean, I, got, a, I got a little bit of whatever. You know what I mean? I got a couple grams of this. I got a little That's whatever. a party in there. Yeah. That's, a, that's a party in the pants right <laughs> yeah. there. We were close on that guy's name. What was his actual name? Everybody, have you heard? <laughs> have you guys seen Mom? That's the name of this next one. So, 55-year-old Miss Olga Kuldo. It's a Norwegian name. Koldo. As I'm gonna, how I'm going to say it. Koldo? Koldo. Okay. Koldo. 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 So, okay. They, they were, her, she was on vacation with her family in Crete, you know, in the Mediterranean. Okay? Got it. So, her husband, um, Oleg... Um, he's. Uh, I love that for a Scandinavian name, by the way. Oleg and Olga. Mm-hmm. That's their names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, them and their twenty-eight-year-old uh, twenty-eight-year-old da- daughter Yulia. Okay. So um, Yulia and her father um, Oleg were inside the the house, and um, Olga didn't tell anyone that she was going swimming. So she got out her uh, inflatable float. Olga doesn't quite sound like. Well, okay, so you hear Olga went swimming. That's all you hear. What do you picture? A like Swedish lady that's like a old wrinkly wench lady. Yes, thank you. Okay, that's what I picture. When you she got her inflatable raft, she probably has one of those um, swimming caps, you know, that <laughs> Bonnet, has r- yeah, ruffles <laughs> to it, kind of thing. She's got goggles, definitely in a one piece. Nope, but she did grab her very like rainbow colorful uh, raft, and I believe she was wearing just like a pink one piece uh, swimsuit. Okay, um, so she was very vibrant and colorful. All right. Um, but she laid out in the sun on her float um, out in the o- or you know at the beach. But there was kind of a little bit of a storm that was kind of starting to brew up, and the wind was kind of picking up. And but all of a sudden, before she even realized it, the current started to pull her out to sea, mm. and like real quick, like great Odin's Raven. Yes. <laughs> so she immediately started yelling at her family who were inside the house, but no one could hear her. Cause she was already getting too far out. And she couldn't paddle in fast enough that the current wasn't whipping her outwards. So they call that rip current. Yeah, yeah. So um, Oleg and Yulia 
they just thought she like went to the spa or something. She, you know, mom was just doing her thing today. Okay, <laughs> they didn't see her grab her raft or no. her pink bathing suit. No. And uh, and Olga didn't tell them that she was going swimming. Hmm. Just kind of like wandered out the back door, grabbed her float, and was like, "I'm just going to hit some rays for a minute," and got swept out to sea. Okay. So they didn't realize she was missing until five hours later because she never came home from the spa. And they're like, mom should be home by now. You know, and so they're like... And where'd my raft go? Yeah, and then they, of course, eventually discovered that her swim float that she likes to go out on the swim in is gone. <gasps> and she's, of course, nowhere to be found. And so uh, the search is on. Uh, so it took 21 hours later... Uh, and the next morning, by plane, she was spotted seven miles out to sea. Hell! <laughs> no joke. Like, clutching to her raft, like her little, you know, inflatable, you know, that all the ladies lay out in the sun in on in the pool. One yeah, of those things. Looking like a lobster. <laughs> I mean, I bet she was She didn't look baked. like that. They showed a picture of her. She just looked Chopped. like your normal European white lady. That got lost at sea. They got lost at sea. You're normal. <laughs> no, she definitely didn't have the uh, what me and my wife run of the mill no, no. lost at sea. This, this, this woman is, named Olga. This is hilarious. Me and my wife like to call the people that look like that, where they've been tanned so much, where they're literally like turned to leather. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. The old the old man in the speedo. That's no. I'm, we're talking about the woman from There's Something About Mary. Yes. Okay. Exactly her. We call those King Tuts. Um, because Ooh. they look like their skin is mummified into, into Some, a mummy. Someone preserved it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the next morning, of course, she got rescued. A plane saw her, and a, a boat came and rescued her, and they were, like, honestly shocked that she was alive. But uh, they they wrapped her up in blankets and took her to the hospital. They're like, damn, what kind of raft is that? <laughs> need to get me one of those. It literally was like a rainbow raft. And like I said, she was in her pink like bikini, so she was easy to spot by plane. Really, High-grade plastic. She really stood out. But uh, no, I mean, she was a fairly good-looking lady. Like They showed her picture in the article. I mean, she was a... She's a good-looking lady. Olga's yeah. one of the most common names around those yeah. parts, though, so you're going to catch she, her. She was your typical... She was like, I think she was 55. She was uh, blonde, like in good shape. And but if you, okay. Was swimming out in the ocean and got ripped out to sea. So she's from where exactly? It didn't say where she was okay. from. I'm just we're, assuming we're that she is a Norwegian. Europe, yeah, of descent. If, okay. With Olga so, and Oleg as their names. So two different things here that I'm about to say. If you say your typical Norwegian woman, you know, most people have one, one type of woman in mind. And then if you say your typical Olga... People have another type of woman in mind, so that's fair. You did have to qualify, but uh, being out in the sea in that cool water, um, she did get hypothermia, so she had to be treated for that. Of course, she was super dehydrated. Sure, she was hungry. Yeah, she was dehydrated and like extremely sunburnt. So yeah. she's uh, she'll make a full recovery and she's going to be fine. But uh, twenty one hours, seven miles out to sea. So. Hmm. Was she on like a secluded beach? Did no one just see her get drifted out and just? I mean, I guess this is these people are probably rich and on a private house. Think, think a... about yourself at a beach, though. Somebody gets ripped away to see, like somebody is gonna see. That's what I mean. I think it's more of her like, going the away before pri- twenty one hours. I was by. thinking <laughs> they're more in like the ultra private beach setting. Is I kind of think it has to be. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're in a fancy resort house. I'm sorry, I don't know that life. No, but I don't mean either. From the streets. <laughs> but, uh, oh, it did say 
that uh, the entire time she was like essentially like going insane, not because she thought she wasn't going to get rescued, because she actually had it in her head the whole time, like this is the Mediterranean, like it's gonna, I'm I'm gonna wash ashore soon, you know, like it's not that big of an ocean out here, and like the waves and the wind are gonna take me back to shore, whether it be where I came from or somewhere else, it's gonna take me to shore. So she wasn't scared about that. But she Wait, was just, hold on. Is my geography just terrible? I don't think Norway is in the Mediterranean. No, no, she was vacationing in Crete. Oh, okay. Yeah, she wasn't. This wasn't Norway. She was vacationing in Crete in the Mediterranean. But Got she, her geography's fine. All right, yeah. <laughs> just making sure. But uh, she said that on like a ton of occasions during those twenty-one hours, that like things were like bumping into her and like touching her legs and stuff like that. And she was literally the entire time not afraid that she wouldn't get washed ashore, but she was going to get eaten by sharks. And like that was like her constant terror. Of course, dude, I would be... kept kept running into her and stuff, and she didn't know what it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. whether it be just like debris in the ocean or. A fish. Or... How long would it take you to turn into Tom Hanks from Castaway? Because I, I, I think that might happen to me after like eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> eight hours out there to see nobody coming. I might be like, okay, um, me, uh, it's me and the sharks here. Me and Wilson. So um, I'm going to make the best of this. Name your rainbow flip. I, I know, right? Everybody, have you heard? All right, mine's pretty quick. Um, just thought this story was pretty crazy. So this zoo in New Orleans, um, Nolans. Oh, sorry. Yep, Nolans. Say it right, Nolans. Anyways, this zoo, N A W L I N S, Nolans. So sorry. Any- <laughs> anyways, <laughs> somehow their jaguar cage just got opened. It was, I think it was either Friday or Saturday recently. Oh, let's have this debate really fast. I'm okay. sorry. This is twice now. Jaguar or Jaguar? <laughs> no. <laughs> you talking animal or I, are you talking car? This asked, is, no, they're, no, this they're is, both the this same. This is literally, are we British or are we American? No, right? I asked my dad that that's, that's question. That's real, that's real, yeah. My dad's answer so you want to that question. you Queen's English or do you want English? I feel like the best answer is this. You can pronounce it Jaguar if you own one. Oh, that's fair. Because the British guys say Jaguar. Jaguar. But it's Jaguar. 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 Jogger. Jogger. Jaguar. Jaeger. Go ahead. Jaeger. Go ahead, man. One of them black leopards. Jaguar. The cat gets loose, apparently, in the zoo. <laughs> Picture this. The zoo's closed, obviously, but it's morning time around 7-ish in the morning. And somehow this cat gets out. And they're still going and reviewing um, video evidence to see how the cat got loose. But it goes And it's through ro- roaming free where? The whole zoo. Okay. For at least an hour. Okay. At least an hour. is, And they finally catch it. And when they do, that's when they realize there's about... Six different animals dead. Nope, sorry. <laughs> Nine different animals dead. Aye. So it killed five alpacas, one emu, and three foxes. Man, can you all imagine? All within an hour. Can you imagine those emus and alpacas that are just <laughs> like, like, what are you Whoa, doing? whoa, no. <laughs> it's like, no, that, that, that doesn't happen here. <laughs> it's like Gladiator Rome, dude. You're in a cage. Somebody throws someone in there with like a sword that's going to kill you. 
But how in the world? They probably just had heart attacks and just fell over. (laughs) They haven't been in a hostile environment forever. How long? They've got to have trained themselves to not worry about a Jaguar (laughs) coming to just tear them apart. Maul them. I can imagine that. You know, like those goats that faint? Like, that's probably what (laughs) happened to those things. All of them, yeah. Legs just stiffed. (laughs) Foxes are pretty quick, too, and they got three of that, them. That's when the, the Jaguar went and had fun. Was yeah. yeah. Ch- well, he's like, alright. That, not, was, not like, right, that, was, that was easy. But. <laughs> that was something These that, alpacas, you know. That's something I was going to say is that uh, when it comes to like the most terrifying of the big cats, I'm pretty sure like panthers and jaguars and like... Their, that, their that, jaws are the strongest that's out That's the of scary all. ones because they're the ones that are like like creeping out of a tree getting and they ready can to, freaking leap too yeah like getting ready to jump on you and then they get you from behind and just bite you on the back of the head and, and crush you, your and skull and you're over before you even realize that they've got you like yep. th- that's a scary animal like mm, that's just like, ridiculous the, like, mountain lions out west like that's a way like hunters get gotten like yeah like because it's up in a behind them where they don't realize it's coming after them and then before they can even re- react to it it's Hey, you, you, don't, you don't hear them <laughs> until they're there, you know? Yeah. Well, the crazy thing is, going through the mind of this cat, it literally did not kill all of the emu or alpacas, so it must have gotten bored yeah. and been like, all right, Vard beat that. I'm telling you, Let me go on to a the couple next of thing. them around, and yeah. then it, they, they just, like, fainted. Like, I mean, he was looking yeah. at it like it was a video game. Was, okay, Clearly. This, level one is the alpacas, and then I'm going to move <laughs> up to level two. That's the fox, you know? And... <laughs> Yeah, level the, one. The fox was like the bonus round. Uh, yeah, for oh, sure. easily. Like and when then you the, get the star in Mario. The final mm-hmm. boss is the elephant. Oh, oh yeah. man. If or it got, a rhino. Oh, my God. Think if there'd be a rhino-jaguar fight. The, a rhino murder. My brain just went to this. Have you ever seen that video of... Uh, it's like some people in India, and they're uh, on an elephant ride, and through some tall grass, and a tiger just oh. like... My. leaps no. out of the grass like That's you can't nice. even see it like it's literally right there bangle tiger like huge <laughs> this thing is like literally in the How grass you get your voice you, up keep going Hayden keep going you cannot see it and this thing explodes out of the grass like 10 feet in the air like to the height of a person on the elephant and nearly rips this dude off of the elephant mm. like while they're just walking oh. through the tall grass in India like Holy it is moly. shocking like i mean you think about how high up you are on an elephant mm. and this in the thing, serengeti and this thing, <laughs> and this and thing is uh, i guess this is an indian elephant they're smaller but leaps. still but to add on to that like when you have ridden a horse and you've seen a horse get up on its hind legs, I can't imagine an elephant. You're really freaking out on and getting a, getting on its hind oh, legs. Oh yeah, like I mean we're rearing up. Fifteen it. feet oh, maybe. And this tiger is like full extent wow. body extension out of out of also total camouflage in the grass. Like you yep. cannot see this thing. Probably just not hear it either. Legs. You know how cats get? They get the picture Real a small low. cat doing that and just jumping straight up. And this thing when you just scare explodes it explodes out of yeah. the grass. Like the dude that it's it's about to get, like it it gets him off guard. Like you know, like he doesn't even see it coming. Like it's mm. man. I'm sure bowels were released. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Appropriately so. Uh, break number dos. Numero dos. Yep. Uh, numero dos of the evening. You ready? <laughs> of the evening. Of the evening. Hey, Big Red Band listeners. I'm Levi Johnson, brother of Hayden Johnson, who I believe you're listening to right this very second. 
and I have a podcast about sandwiches with my good friend... Walt Braley, and I will be filling in as interim host while Joe Blackstock is off traveling through time. Yeah, Joe has gone back in time to find the first sandwich, so you can hear about those escapades in the upcoming episodes of Sandwich Cast. So listen to us, you can find us on iTunes, and you can follow us on Instagram at, at SandwichCastPod. SandwichCast. Sandwich cast. It's in your mouth. Everybody, have you heard? So back in 1988, eight-year-old April Tinsley was abducted, raped, and murdered in a case that has that baffled investigators in the state of Indiana for the last 30 years. Wow, great intro there, Wade. I had to come to, come to that out of a break, hard. man. There was no way I could that do that. That was hard line after a hard break. line on that one. So listen to this. Her murder was solved. Okay, Incredible. Today. Great. So Glad that's, to hear it. So now let's go through it. Um, she was walking, and you know how I am. This has something to do with something we spoke about before. Mm. How about that? We'll link it to that. It all comes together. So she was walking through her neighborhood 50. one Friday and went missing. Her body found three days later about 20 miles away. It was determined that she was strangled to death and that her killer did things like molested her lifeless body. This is a sick person. mm. Okay. But listen to this. Two years later, in 1990, a note written in crayon on a barn door where near where her body was found read, I kill eight-year-old April Marie Tinsley. I will kill again. This was two years after her murder's gone and solved. On a barn door in crayon. Near where she was found. Okay. All right. Fast forward 14 more years. 2004. That's a lot. Big jump. Police find notes taunting them in multiple locations throughout the Fort Wayne, Indiana area, including some left on bicycles in the yards of young girls. Oh, my God. The notes were inside plastic baggies, which also contained used condoms and or Polaroids of the killer's body. What the fuck was that? Taunting these people. What? In the hell. The note read, Hi, honey. Been watching you. Oh, I am the same nope. person that kidnapped and raped April Tinsley. Nope. You nope. are my next victim. Um, that was in 2004. And okay? you know those kids find it before their parents do. Imagine what kind of person you would turn into. In, so those in of you that are like, holy mode. shit, what is oh. he talking about? Oh, realize, I, I realize what I'm talking about right here. All these When I read it, I have a daughter that's five right yeah. now thinking about these kinds of things. It makes me want to become a Dexter. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. Yeah. But anyway, that was in 2004, and then he went silent. So similarly to the Golden State Killer that you talked about, DNA technology was used to finally ID a suspect. And like I said, he was caught, I believe, today. So today, today being July 16th. So obviously throughout everything, they were able to collect a lot of DNA evidence um, from the crime scene itself to her body to all of the notes and all of that stuff that mm-hmm. he sent in those baggies. They had his DNA, but his DNA wasn't in a database for them to be able to link it to. Mm-hmm. So the FBI had same problem with the Golden State Killer, right? And then 23andMe come along, and Ancestry.com come along, and all mm. of these people's family members are come putting along. their DNA in there. So I, I, serial killer over here, don't even have to, but if my cousin... And my nephew and all of those other things happen to put theirs into 23andMe and there's enough likable or linkable It'll flag DNA strands, then all they got to do is come dig in my trash and yep. then they're going to be able to link it 
100%, like what they were able to do with Dude in California and what they were able to do with this guy. They went directly to Miller's Trash, found a few more used condoms, so you know this guy was one of those prostitute types. I'm sure that it was just he's one of those serial that's killers. That's a strong that, statement. No, that's a, I'm going to defend this horrible man. FBI profile or statement. This guy, the used condoms, all that signifies is that he sees prostitutes. He's a loner and that he okay. he uses prostitutes. Anyway, they were able to match those condoms from his trash directly to the DNA from the crime scene, go to his house, imagine arrest being, him. Imagine being that FBI agent that's got to go grab the, the dirty condom out of the trash can. But if you know that that's... That's what's oh, going to do it. Wouldn't be the first one. But, I know it but if you're, be, on, a, if it's you're like, on a mission, but that's to what find... your job is that uh, that day. If you if you find the right one, that that's your promotion written all over it. <laughs> I mean, that's a good honestly, point. Yeah. it's true. But it's honestly, just, gotta, I wouldn't mind if you I gotta put in the dirty work. I mean. You got gloves. Yeah, you got you got forceps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when when he was arrested, when they broke his door down, and he's sitting there, and just like I said about how I believe my exact quote. I don't know exactly, but it was something along the lines of when you said this stuff about the Gold State Killer, there are other older men sitting across the United States right now waiting for their DNA to match up to some shit that they did in their 30s or their early 20s or whatever, and they're just waiting for the cops to kick their door in, and this was one of them. Mm -hmm. The lead investigator in this case got motivation from the investigators in the Golden State Killer case by using an outsourcing uh, genealogy service to get their database. Mm. So you now know that there's at least two cases we've talked about. There's multiple others, I'm sure, that have happened. I wonder when there's going to be a direct, defined, necessary partnership before with their DNA database mm-hmm. and governments across the world. See, I wonder they when they're going to require it. I never thought. They I, probably that, never thought their data analysis was going to be used like that. There's no way when they well, launched it that they thought they'd turn into the FBI's cold case DNA database. Forensic testing came in in like the mid '90s, so anything yeah. committed before 1995 is what it can really help them solve That's all of these crazy. people that haven't committed a crime since, like this guy. I'll say this: Forensic I mean, Files just got ten new seasons. It, <laughs> honestly, if, if I was because I'm not actually use any of those services to like look and see what my genealogy i haven't either like. but my mom has but uh but no i mean but my point but is, is i ain't if, getting away with nothing like, <laughs> i don't i don't think that it's if they're gonna potentially use my dna signature to potentially find a serial killer that is potentially related to me and they'll find that said serial killer like i'm not gonna be against a cousin of mine that's a serial killer going to jail. Of <laughs> you, course, you not. know what I mean. Like, yeah. like I, I'm, you know, I'm okay with that. Oh, for I'm, sure. I'm not gonna be like, sorry, cousin. Like, you've killed ten people. That's okay. Tough. I'm gonna lie for you. No, I'm gonna be like, cousin, you need to go to jail. Come on, cousin. Like, you're going roll tide. But you know what I mean. Like, I don't feel like if I'm a hardened criminal. I'm not going to use Ancestry.com anyways. No, you're not. Right? But it doesn't matter if you ever do. That's the point. Family. I know, yeah. but that's what I mean. Is So the people that are subjugating their DNA to them, they're probably not going to be worried about like, oh, if you if you what? catch Cousin Billy Basically, because he's if raped you, a bunch of girls, if you, I'm okay with that. If you, are cous- if you out there are Cousin Billy mm-hmm. that Hayden just described, don't throw anything away. Like, <laughs> hoard all your trash. Because there's probably someone that is linked to your DNA that has yeah. some type of... Take everything you own and burn it out back. Yeah. Hoard it. <laughs> hmm. 
Or not. Throw it away. No, but we I are, want them to catch you. We are not aiding and abetting <laughs> serial killers on this podcast. Everybody, have you heard? Is it me? I think you're the last yep. one. Round oh. it out. Oh, okay. This is a good yeah, one. Yeah, man. All right. Does it have something to do with gold? I haven't heard anything about gold except from the beginning. This is my gold one. All right. Oh, right. Round okay. gold. 50. 750. <laughs> so last... Last Thursday night, there was a charity auction held by the Stone Road Farms in Los Angeles where they auctioned off the largest joint you've ever seen. You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. The joint's retail value, with all things included in it, was $24,000. All right. The retail value. This is in California. So this this is California. So this is. There is a retail price on all this stuff. It's like a Honda Accord. The gigantic (laughs) joint contained a pound of weed, six ounces of oil concentrate. Six ounces of oil concentrate. Concentrate's the key word there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) $600 an ounce there retail. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Some serious business when you add that part of it. But Lex Corwin, who is the owner of Stone Road's Farms... He's the one that commissioned the construction of this joint. The construction, good word. So it's wrapped in rolling papers that are made of 24 karat gold leaf that are worth $5,000 by themselves. Who the hell is smoking that? Because (laughs) go big or go home. Hey. So the giant. Smoking gold? I mean, come on, man. I'd be like, how about this? How about we like. Just like a Dave Chappelle remake that, like put, <laughs> you can put that in a bank account, and we'll put that into a safety deposit box. We'll smoke regular paper. the The joint is shaped like an elephant tusk, okay? Because it, this is a this is a nod to the charity that it was auctioned off for, which was for the African Wildlife Foundation. Um, oh, so it's for a good cause. Okay. So, and and the to that point, Lex Corwin, the guy that owns this uh, farm, he told the. Uh, the local press, when they're asking about this, that he's like, man, the AWF, they're like training German shepherds to chase after poachers. And uh, that's definitely something that we want to be part of. Nice. He thinks it's like super awesome to go after these bad people. So, And especially the idea of like training German shepherds to chase down poachers. How awesome is that? I like lions. Like our last episode, you talked about lions. Yeah, poachers getting eaten by lions. Mm-hmm. So the event was held at uh, Fig Earth Supply, which is an organic nursery in Los Angeles. But uh, he did take a little bit of a financial hit off of it. Get it? The hit off of it? Uh-huh. Um, oh, I see what, see what you did there. Did there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, everything that was uh, in it was donated, and the person who bought it was actually one of the company's biggest investor at the auction. Um, so it's, quote-unquote, staying in the family, he said. That was probably planned. And uh, he planned... You better outbid anybody. <laughs> <laughs> he... You got the deepest pockets, Brad. You better do it. <laughs> the, hey, the... Brad lives in Cali. $24,000? Twenty-four. That was the value, but sadly... This was auction, right? Auction. It only went for $4,000. <laughs> I was going to say, man, you got to give us a uh, 4000 That's a yeah. steal there. That is. for a, I mean, it's a pound and all that stuff and everything. I mean, and the gold leaf. Yeah, it was worth more than 4000 yeah. before the gold leaf. So Yeah, and so it's just in, you're talking in product retail. That's what I was yeah, saying. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. The retail product. The retail product of all of it was $24,000 in California price point, I guess, is what they were going with. So they Which got, is even pretty low. But then think yeah. of, I mean, auction price on stuff. 
stuff. You it know, was, I mean, it only went for four grand. I so. mean, you can get stuff pretty cheap at auction. Probably not that cheap. It's also but. just one of those things. Like, what are you going to do with this? So, what the do guy you that, think they're going to the do? Guy, with oh, it? they're going to smoke it. And he said that they're going to uh, smoke it. Uh, you hook in it about... up into an industrial sized vacuum with a <laughs> blower on the back end of it. You need a leaf blower to hit this thing. Yes. But he said they're going to smoke it in about six weeks. Um, they're going to have it a big event, and uh, they were going to, of course, film it. So we're going to get to see that eventually. Hmm. It's it's a pretty wild looking picture too of this thing. I mean, like I said, it looks like an elephant. It's, I'm tusk. sure it's ridiculous and unnecessary, and just one of those. But I think it's pretty funny <laughs> so, for a good cause. Yeah, for, for a good cause, obviously. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, you don't try to get you know a twenty four thousand dollar joint sold for a bad cause can i get five on that yeah (laughs) (laughs) you gotta round up a bunch of investors who's got 20 you got 20 i got 30 all right we're gonna need a lot of people we're gonna need a lot to throw in on this do that that i mean let's be real here like what would you do with such a thing you need like hundreds of people like someone could hold it arms spread wide holding it up in the air i'm sure i had i uh pungent odor. Brian, I'm going to be honest with you. That smells like pure gasoline. But I mean, like, you don't even... There's there's no human on this earth that could even think about. Mm, Snoop. For our listeners, I mean, we're... Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. We're, we're talking about six or seven hundred grams of cannabis. And the, Snoop would still try it. He would give it a shot. He would give it a go. Probably not very successful. They, the uh, the guy that I said um, commissioned it, he with all the additives and things that they put in it on top of the the full pound of marijuana, he was basically claiming that like anybody, no matter who you are, if you took four hits off of this thing, you're going to be sitting down, three <laughs> sheets to the wind. Yeah, like yeah. you're you're not going to be able to manage that concentrate. Yourself. Mm. I'm sure that had, yeah. had so a think little about, kick. And that thing probably has like 10,000 hits in it because it's so big. You know what I mean? Like that thing is just ridiculous. I could only imagine. But. Well, that's a pretty good segue. Uh, we're not going to talk all about those types of things. But Mr. Jackson is uh, someone that's educated in the field. So we'll kind of leave that talk here for this episode. Thank you, everybody, uh, for joining us for this episode of Have You Heard? Number 50. 50. 50. 50. 50. Listen to the Who Is It with Mr. Jackson. We're going to catch you on the next one. <laughs>